0: Hello and welcome to Mastermind.fm, where we talk about doing business with WordPress. Your hosts today are James Loss from WP Ninjas and myself, Jean Galea from WP Mayor. Today we're having a special bonus episode. We're taking a break from our discussion of WordPress business models and we're going to have a look at attending conferences. And the reason why we're doing this is because Pressonomics is coming up very soon. We're both going to be there, and I know that many of the listeners of this show will also be attending this conference, which is specifically about the business of WordPress as well. So it's very related to the content we're producing on our podcast. Um, So yeah, James, we're going to be giving some tips about attending conferences and how to make the best of your time at the conference.
1: Yeah, and this is a good topic because I went to Pressonomics last year for the first time, and when I got there and started having conversations with people, I started to realize how unprepared I was for the event. Uh, so I spent a lot of time you know, making some connections and, and connecting with people that I have talked to on Twitter or on blog articles or wherever. But I didn't have an agenda for being there other than I'm going to meet some people. And I thought I was going to sit in sessions, but that didn't actually happen. I think I might have sat through two sessions tops. Uh, from the entire event. Uh, So yeah, I think going into a conference with some sort of a battle plan, if you will, some sort of a strategy of what you're wanting to get out of that conference is going to be really important.
0: Yeah. So I might even talk about the way I approach most conferences. What I do is to check out the website of the conference and check the attendee list. So basically, usually every conference will have a list of people who are attending, which company they come from, and so on and so forth. So what I'll do is just open Evernote and create a list of the people that I really want to meet, especially, you know, make a list. If there are 2,000 people, you're obviously not going to meet everyone. So I make a list of maybe 50 to 100 people I want to meet. And uh, next to their names, I usually uh, put down a question or just uh, a little line to know what the person does and why I want to speak to him.
1: Yeah, that's really helpful. Uh, going in there knowing that there are specific people that you wanna make a connection with uh, is really important. And on, on, on the on a top of that, the next step further is once you gain that list, once you've prepared a list of the people you wanna contact, it's actually a really great idea is to reach, a, reach out to them ahead of time. Send them, a, send them a Twitter message, send them an email, whatever, and just say, hey, we're, I know you're going to be at Pressnomics. Uh, I'm coming as well. Would really love to connect you, uh, connect with you at some point. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you there. You know, just to kind of introduce yourself and kind of make them aware of your that you're going to be there.
0: That's an excellent point, James. And it's exactly what we're doing in this podcast as well. We're just saying we're going to be there and probably somebody will be listening to this podcast and will make a New York acquaintance or two at the conference. I also make it a point to reach out via a blog post on my personal blog and also on WP Mayor usually when it's a WordPress conference. Uh, one thing that worked for me as well is uh, getting a wingman. Now, I I know we're not going specifically for dating purposes, although who knows, maybe maybe there is someone who <laughs> <laughs> will have that as a secondary goal. But anyway, um, uh, having somebody you know beforehand and... Maybe talking about your goals with them will help you get to know more people. Um, I don't know if you've got any experience with this point, James.
1: Uh, yeah, I I I absolutely agree with that, especially if it's somebody else who's fairly well known or has their own connections, because they can they act as a buffer. I mean, speaking of dating, right? It's it's the have you met Ted? <laughs> like it's that kind of thing. It's the, you, they they introduce you to people that you might not have immediate exposure to, and it may feel foreign to just. Go up and introduce yourself for out of nowhere. So having another person who can you can kind of both go back and forth introducing your, each other to new people can be really helpful. It also makes you makes you not just stand alone. Like sometimes you get in a conference and you're it's awkward and you don't know who to walk up to. If you always have that one person that you're like, all right, I know I can walk up and connect to them in whatever group they're in, and it's going to be okay and it's a safe environment. You don't feel like you're standing on the outside. So making that initial connection with at least one person that you know that you you know you can get involved into a group conversation wherever they are is really takes a lot of the uh, I think the pressure off Uh, especially when you're coming to a conference where you might not know anyone so finding that one person is key
0: yeah and I've done it before with some friends of mine who are attending WordCamps for the first time while I was attending my not my first I'm for sure and having WP Mayor, I make a lot of connections during the year so I tend to know quite a few people And I've helped them make the connections they needed at the conference. I guess this time, since I'll be going over to the US, where you probably know many more people than I do, I'll be relying on you for, for a few introductions as well.
1: Absolutely, and and I and you know I'll just say to the listeners if you're if you're listening to this and you're planning on being at Pressnomics, if you see me or Jean anywhere at the event, know that we are a safe place that you can just walk up and insert yourself into the group conversation. Uh, just sometimes knowing that there are some people who are like we get it, we've been there. It's it sometimes can be uncomfortable and knowing you can just kind of walk up and listen in is huge so just just know that we're we're, we are safe people for you to be able to come and kind of connect with if you need to
0: yeah exactly no problems at all one thing i've done i think at one conference is have a a blank t-shirt with uh, like on the back i i had written hello i'm jean come say hello and uh, yeah it worked actually people came and introduced myself because sometimes it's, it's hard, you know, we don't know who the people are. You don't know what to say. So this little invitation helps people to come to speak to me. And that's a, it's a piece of advice I borrowed from Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. Yeah,
1: no, that's that's really good. Uh, so, what other what other tips going into a conference do you, do you employ to try to uh, engage or let people know what you're doing, so that they know exactly the type of conversations that you might want they may want to connect with you on?
0: So, one thing that you should do is prepare this kind of elevator pitch, because um, I think many people get stuck with uh, you, you know you you're gonna get have only a few minutes to speak with every person unless you arrange to meet them later. But you really have to be on, on point and explain what you do in that few minutes, maybe before a session starts or while grabbing a coffee. So really know your stuff and know exactly what you're trying to promote at the conference.
1: Something else you can think about doing too, this is something we're doing, this is new for us. So Ninja Forms, you've heard us, you probably heard us talk on an episode of Ninja Forms 3 and some of the work that's going into that or, or seen it around the internet somewhere. And it's not fully ready yet, but we're trying to build anticipation and get people exposed to it. So we created some really simple business cards uh, with a special Pressonomics URL to uh, basically a landing page that explains the nuances of our product that are specifically interesting, I think, to Pressonomics attendees. So it's a very special page for them. It's a place where they can get a specific discount if they do decide they want to use your product or explore it further, a way to get in contact with you to build that connection further. And it's a really – so we just did a really simple business card that has our logo on one side and a URL on the other. Um, and so that's a way you can kind of give some things out just be careful that business cards tend to just get tossed away and so you have to make it memorable you have to make it something that's interesting enough that they want to hang on to it for some reason
0: yeah you can always make a ninja software you
1: know that's that's true they're not cheap though <laughs> people will keep them. <laughs> they're not cheap though we 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 actually have uh we actually have pre-production in place to start that but they're they're a little expensive
0: <laughs> yeah that's why mostly they're the hosting companies who create these softwares <laughs> <laughs> that's very true yeah, so, well, one thing, easy tip that you should keep in mind is check your badge when you arrive. It's not the first time that maybe they spell my name wrong or they omit my company name. And it's always good to know what badge you're walking around with.
1: Yeah, something that we've done too in the past is we'll put our company logo sticker on one side of the badge or something to make it really stand out. And especially if you like, if your branding is popular, that can really stand out to people and they'll want to kind of engage you a little bit more. Our brand tends to get a lot of positive feedback. So we've started doing that a little bit occasionally and actually started seeing other people put our stickers on their badges, which just helps kind of spread that brand awareness out. So there's some different ways you can kind of make yourself stand out a little bit more like that t-shirt, right? You know, hey, you know, I'm I'm John, come see me, you know, come talk to me.
0: Yeah. One other thing that uh, is important is to spend as much time as possible with people. You know, you're not there just to listen to a few sessions alone. This is a social event. So things like never eat alone, for example, always make sure you're joining somebody. And usually there's a lunch provided. And if not, people will just organize themselves into a group and go and eat together you know so there's no excuse or reason to feel lonely and just eat in some corner you know
1: and this is this is a key point, right you want to if you engage yourself in enough conversations and and, and insert yourself in enough groups, you most likely will get invited to lunch and take those opportunities because they're going to connect you with other people that got invited uh to you know to have lunch and and talk business and and it's a it's a great environment. It's. I almost would say on on kind of the other side of that, right, is don't go into the conference and fill up your whole schedule before you ever get there. Like If you have some really key people that you want to have meetings with because you have very mission, you know, some strategy that you're trying to employ by connecting with them, absolutely make those meetings. But if you fill up your whole schedule, you're going to lose some of those impromptu invites that are critical to building new relationships and getting new ideas that you never thought you would have. When we went to Pressnomics last year, we had no agenda, no goal, no mission. And by getting in some of those kind of invited last minute to lunches or dinners here and there, we realized that everybody there had goals and missions and what they were trying to accomplish. And it made us, the first night we went back to the hotel and said, we need a better plan for tomorrow. Because we did not come at this, I think, focused enough for what what, what, what we could gain out of it. Uh, so I think that's really key, and and back to your point about the sessions, I would say the most valuable information comes outside of the sessions. Uh, we went, like I said, we went to two sessions, maybe, uh, and the most of the time was out in the, you know, in the kind of. Uh, courtyard area of the event and just talked with all kinds of people it was at the after parties it was it, what what we tend to call the hallway track right it's it's not the session that comes in now there are some great sessions and great speakers and if you really want to hear what that to- that topic absolutely go sit in to a session or two but if you spend all your time in the sessions you're going to miss out on some really key conversations
0: yeah definitely And it depends on the conference itself. I have no doubt that Pressonomics being a business conference will be all about the conversations while maybe some word camps, which are targeted towards beginners tend to have more attendance towards the, the sessions themselves because people are there to learn how to do something specific, you know, which is being dealt with in the sessions. Absolutely. Yeah. One question is how are the after parties?
1: They're really good. So I know at Pressnomics, usually what they do is they'll give you a couple of drink tickets for each one. And it's a really crowded, like it's like you're all crowded and herded into this like very small kind of area. So you're always touching elbows and shoulders with people all around you. And so there's several groups. So it's, you know, you can kind of change your group just by turning around and you're in another group all of a sudden. Uh, so it's it's difficult sometimes because it's hard to kind of focus and have a conversation because there's just so much going on all the way around you Uh, and so so a lot of those times you'll just connect to somebody familiar and just have some more leisure conversation Uh, you will have some business conversation in the after parties especially as they start to disperse a little bit and they start to break up and people start to kind of branch off into little groups or decide we're going to leave this after party and go on to the after after party. Like we're going to have our own dinner engagement or something like that. I think that's more where it happens is as the party disperses in the beginning, it's just a kind of a crowd mess. Right. (laughs) Everyone trying to get their drinks.
0: One other thing I'm thinking about is how important do you think it is to attend with at least another person from your team rather than doing it alone.
1: I I wouldn't want to do it without somebody else on my team personally because well one, I'm not, you know in our situation right, we do get developer questions or more heady questions about products at times and I can't answer all of those questions. I can talk intelligently around them, but I can't dig in, and so having my technical partner to be there to field those questions is huge. I also think you can get you can kind of uh, saturate the area a little bit more if you have more people on your team talking to other people. so for instance, this year, I'm bringing my partner, which we went both went last year, but I'm also bringing our uh, kind of our pseudo CFO friend and our head of customers uh, kind of customer satisfaction and support because I want them they all have different perspectives and they're going to get involved into different conversations that are meaningful, and then that all can come back. Uh, you know, to a round table as a, as a company and say, well, what would we learn from this? And what are some things we can shift and, and how can we change our, you know, our, our message, how can we change our pitch a little bit and, you know, just who do we connect to we connect to more people that way?
0: Yeah. Awesome. So it's a mix of having, it's a, it's a, having a mix of people who each specialize in something different.
1: Yeah. I think that can be super helpful.
0: Okay. So let's give a few other quick tips on conference attendance. One thing importantly, don't depend on the Wi-Fi connection, especially <laughs> at you know events like WordCamps, which tend to attract many many people. Sometimes uh, the Wi-Fi goes down. You know the, the, these are really trafficked connections, so it's better if you have your mobile on uh, on standby, so that you can use the the connection there.
1: Yeah, another another great tip is if you can if you can, and sometimes you can't. Uh, stay at the hotel that the conference is being held at? Because that gives you a lot more time to stay up late down in kind of the courtyard area and just hang out. And you don't have to drive to another hotel far away. You're always there. You can have the kind of the pre-conference breakfast. You might connect with people for breakfast. And if you're at, all at the same location, that can be helpful. We did. We stayed at the hotel last year, uh, and it was, it was really helpful. But this year, unfortunately, we dragged our feet in booking our reservations. And so now we're staying a little bit off-site. So... That's also, that's, that's definitely something to keep in mind.
0: Yeah. How about uh, business cards? You already mentioned that you should have attractive business cards. And I would also add having a pen so you can take quick notes on the back of business cards when you meet somebody. And one point I have here in my list of things to discuss is that I, sometimes people tell me, Hey, I'm an introvert. I don't think I can talk to people. You know, I feel uncomfortable at these events and being an introvert myself. I would say that perhaps it's it's considerably better for introverts than it is for uh, extroverts. Um uh, my point is that people can like people who are introverts can prepare beforehand, make sure that they have clear priorities and questions to ask, and once you're there you tend to be as an introvert again to go direct to the point, Why, whereas um extroverts might get into the fun of the event, you know, and spend too much time joking around or talking and not getting to the point and the reason why they're there. So if you're an introvert, please don't feel that you're at a disadvantage at these conferences.
1: Yeah, I would even say, you know, some people think of me as an extrovert because I'm fairly comfortable talking in a group of people and hanging out and I can I can goof off with a, with a nice group of people and they think I'm comfortable in that situation. But truth is, I'm really an introvert. And another, I think, bonus of introverts is we tend to listen more than we talk. And so while we may not always have inject a lot of information into a conversation, we are taking in a lot of information. And so there's nothing wrong with listening to what people are saying and taking those notes. Uh, I actually appreciated something you said too about the business cards and a pen. If you don't write something down, you're never gonna remember who handed you that business card and why they handed you that business card. And so, even from Miami, I have a handful of business cards, and I don't know why they I have them. Like I don't know who they're for. And so, unless they can, unless they reach out to me to tell me and kind of jog my memory as to how we connected and why we connected, I don't have that information. And so that's that's another reason why you may want to have that. Uh, kind of to be able to write down this is what we talked about, and this is why I want to connect with them or reach out to them, so that can be helpful
0: yeah, and I think it 's worth revisiting the after party thing you know because that 's where people maybe are not sure how to behave is it are you going to the after party to have a good time? Are you there to continue building the relationships? People sometimes go totally crazy you know in the after party <laughs> and it 's actually mentioned on most. Uh, Conference schedules. I think in pressonomics, there's like go crazy today, you know, on the on the evening event. So I think it's important to not go completely crazy and make a fool of yourself.
1: I I agree with you 100%. First of all, I'm not the type of person that goes crazy, if you will. But here's the thing, you're representing your business. And these are other businesses. And if those businesses want to go crazy, I actually make note of that because that may be businesses I don't want to do business with. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to do business with people who know how to handle themselves like adults and don't do things that are offensive and don't do things that are off and off-putting to a whole group or segment of people. I don't want to do business with people like that. And so and I certainly don't want to be that person. So I'm not, you know, I go and I appreciate the free drink tickets, but I'm not going there to get drunk. Like that's not my agenda. My agenda is to build good relationships that I hope will go far beyond the event. And if I spend all my time just partying and going wild, that relationship pretty much is a useless envir- relationship because the party relationship doesn't doesn't bridge across Twitter and all in business. It's just in the moment, and that's that's not what we're not just there for the moment. We're there to build relationships beyond that moment. Um, I established some good relationships at Pressnomics that today are very valuable to me. And we had a good time. And yes, we had drinks and we joked, we told stories. That's great. Do that. That's part of the after-party uh, environment. You want to tell stories. You want to you make connections and, and build camaraderie around these kind of shared experiences. But uh, take it slow. Don't Be safe. Don't do crazy stuff. Don't hurt your reputation. Don't hurt your business's reputation. It's not worth it.
0: And I think I would just highlight the shared experiences part, which is very important, I think. Yeah, if you have an after party, you can dance and enjoy it. And it's actually something which I really look forward to. You know, I like music. I like to dance. But, you know, dancing is one thing and getting drunk is another. And uh, getting drunk means you're going to do things you will regret after so it's about keeping in control and knowing where you are at each stage you know
1: yeah, yeah, know know your limits. I mean, hey, yeah, go sing karaoke, have a good time. Like, yeah. but if you if you have if you have to be completely inebriated to sing karaoke, then maybe karaoke is not the best thing for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely, shared experiences are awesome, and you want to walk away, and then you wanna you wanna walk away, and a year later, go, yeah, remember that when we went and did this, we had a great time, and we had a, I have a lot of those events from Pressnomics last year, but never once was I out of control or um, you know, lose my inhibitions and as to how I control and manage myself. So I, I think you can have a really good time and not, har- you know, harm your reputation.
0: I'll let you know how James behaved in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> if any-
1: I, I promise I will be on my best behavior. If
0: anyone knows what can get him drunk, which drink, you can let <laughs> me know. <laughs> no, serious. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go back to some other points one thing i like to do is um, check out people's um, uh, tags before talking to them that gives me i'm usually very forgetful so if somebody tells me his name and i haven't seen it uh, printed somewhere i'll forget it for sure so having seen the badge helps me remember later and i also tend to snap photos of somebody's badge after telling him obviously um, just to remember who I spoke to and why.
1: Yeah, another just a key to help you help people remember names because I'm really terrible about this as well. Is make sure that you use their their name at least three times in the conversation. So when they introduce when you introduce yourself, say their name. When you sit when you introduce yourself, like say their name. Then say their name in the conversation if you can help it. And then when you when you start to kind of move away, say their name again. Say hey, it was really nice to meet you, so and so, and say their name. Two or three times to create that association, it kind of will help lock it in a little bit better. Um, If you're me, you'll still probably forget it. But most people, that's actually really helpful to walk away and go, okay, I kind of have that,
0: you know, locked in. I think we can mention one last point. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I have a point here which I'd like to mention because I've seen it done over and over again so you're at a conference and the person next to you on both sides one of them is on his laptop and the other is really stuck into his mobile phone and you'd like to talk to them but I don't know it's not the best way to start a conversation you know they're like building walls around them with this this behavior and perhaps they're just checking out Facebook or some random emails but you feel bad in interrupting them so I think people should get off their computers wherever possible during conferences and be open to establish new relationships.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that's, you know, this this is kind of an epidemic in our society as a whole, right? Like, we're never present in the face-to-face conversation. We have Twitter, we have Facebook. There's plenty of time to do Twitter and Facebook uh, during downtimes when you're not at a conference like this. So stay off your computer as much as possible. Now, there are times to be on your computer. We, I know... uh, when we were there, Kevin and myself and the EDD team, and uh, you know uh, Adam from soundify like we all kind of circled around and did a few support tickets, and talked and joked about what we were doing at the time, and wrote some code or fixed a problem. And there are times to create some huddles where that's what the, everyone in the group is doing, and that's okay. But especially when you're by yourself, don't, don't lock yourself into your computer or your phone because people will feel like you're not approachable and you want people to approach you. It's much, trust me, it's much better when they approach you and you don't have to track down other people to get in a, conversation, in, in a conversation with. So yeah, I agree with that.
0: Cool. Before we close off, I would like to mention something interesting I came across lately. It's a, a debit card, which is called uh, Revolut. What basically happens when you get Revolut, which is free, is you can exchange money on the card itself through an app. So if you're going to the U.S. in this case for Pressonomics and you're coming from a European country or any other country, you can load up your card with your home currency and then change it on demand in the U.S. What happens is you get the spot rate, which is the best rate available at that particular time. Whereas if you use your local bank's account, you'll get a slightly worse rate as banks tend to have worse rates than obviously the the standard exchange rate. So this is one cool piece of advice that I've just come across and I'm sharing with you and yeah.
1: No, I think that's a great tool. And if you've ever traveled abroad in either direction, you know what a pain it can be to handle the money in that situation. So to have something as simple as a card like that and an app that you can just on the fly make those decisions as you go and know that you always have enough for your travel, that's huge. All
0: right, I think uh, that's enough advice for today. People know what to do now. So we look forward at meeting you at Personomics and other events. I'll be attending WordCamp Europe as well this year, and uh, I guess, James, you're, you've just come from WordCamp Miami, and I think you've already um, have plans for other WordCamps this year in the U.S., right?
1: Yeah, we have a couple. I mean, we do some local ones, so we have a couple guys going to WordCamp Atlanta, and we'll uh, the whole team will go up to WordCamp Nashville, because it's just a drive away. Uh, we do have two people going to WordCamp Europe, so my business partner and our uh, our senior developer, they're going to be at WordCamp Europe. So, yeah, we have, some, we have some plans. We haven't gone too much beyond June. Uh, we're kind of trying to stay focused on the first part of our year right now.
0: Yeah. All right. So we've been receiving a few reviews for our podcast. So thank you very much, guys, for your support. So far, we've had positive reviews and some constructive criticism as well. And maybe we can just... We
1: have. We've had constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Not in public, though. <laughs> is it your wife is that is that it yeah my wife is producing the show so i have to lots sit, of criticisms from there <laughs> yeah. yeah don't worry it's just me <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think we can read phil Dirksen's um review which came in a few days ago james do you have it in front of you or do you want me to go ahead yeah
1: i do okay. yeah Yeah, so Phil Dirksen uh, wrote, the title of his uh, review was Hooked from the first episode. He says, there's a lot to learn from these two experienced WordPress business owners, lots of takeaways and great advice on a wide variety of topics. Looking forward to future episodes. Phil, we really appreciate that, and we appreciate everybody's reviews, and we'll continue to read reviews each episode as they come in. Um, but we're definitely appreciative of people who take the extra time to say something nice and positive to us. It, it's encouraging for us because this is it's kind of a new thing for us, podcasting. And it's a definitely a different vehicle for us to try to, to explore.
0: Yeah, we're still very excited about what we're doing here, and, but we're really enjoying it. Um, one other thing is we have the questions page open on our mastermind.fm websites. You can not only use a contact form to leave your question but also record a voice message using the speak pipe uh, we have on there so i encourage you to do so and we already have a few questions in fact which people have submitted Um, just to let you know we will be tackling all the questions that we receive in uh, future episodes and we might also be having a whole episode dedicated your questions.
1: Yeah, don't, yeah, definitely continue to submit your questions. It also helps us to to collect several before we start addressing them, because if there are questions that touch the same topic, then we can dedicate a whole episode just to those questions on a single topic. So we're not, if you don't hear your question being responded to right away, it's not that your question is being ignored. We're simply collecting and archiving them so that we can plan a little more strategically how we address each of those issues.
0: All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Um, Just to finish off, you can find me on Twitter at Jean Galea and JeanGalea.com, my personal blog. James, they can find you at uh, Twitter.
1: Yep, you can find me on Twitter at James Laws or on my
0: personal website, JamesLaws.com. Again, please leave any questions and topics you want us to tackle. You can use the direct email as well, podcast at mastermind.fm. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in iTunes and subscribe on mastermind.fm. Thanks, guys. Take care and we'll see you in the next episode of mastermind.fm. See ya. Bye.